You're listening to the Russell Bread Podcast. That's a shit. Your fault? This is your fault? I didn't get mad when you stole all my moves. Your daddy's not here anymore. Mine went straight to DVD just like yours. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. <laughs> uh, can you tell that I am in charge of the stream tonight, ladies and gentlemen, with my uh whack ass internet that seems to be going on thanks i95 because it was all good until i clicked a tweet because i see that aw collision is going to be live on demand with aw plus and i was like wait that can't be true this has to be like on cable or something like that and i went to click that and then next thing i know everything is like all frozen so i can't see myself in the thing but i see i'm all good on the stream that you guys can see me and hopefully hear me uh looks like it yeah so um we just gonna keep rolling (laughs) but what's going on this is jd this is episode 190 of the russell bread podcast and we it's just been a fun week this week with all the fun that I've been having with my internet as you know the screen is still frozen on the sports logo portion of the introduction but it is okay it is completely okay uh traffic has been horrible in Philly because of I-95 uh people decided to take the back roads and because of that you know, it's, I went to the market today, which normally would take a 10 minute drive, ended up being almost like a 30, 45 minute drive because everybody had to detour to get back onto I-95. So it's been a lot of fun and I'm connected to the, the computer is connected to the landline. So I'm not understanding why we are, it's like slight technical difficulties. And I even restarted the computer before I started the stream, but we are here now. Everyone is here. You are here listening and watching. And it's been a great week, first of all, in wrestling. First of all, shout out to the chat um, for everyone's coming in. We got Tim, what's up, First Lady? Make sure y'all check out the Tim King show. I was on there yesterday. Um, We did the AW review show where we had um, recapped a a great episode of AEW Dynamite, of course. And then all the way from the future, the broadcast, what up, JD? Make sure you check out the broadcast podcast as well, too. And then just in time, because he's always just in time, salute to the first effing lady. And then Dom, finally, you're so glad your internet came back in time to check out the stream. So, oh, there we go. Now everything caught up. I can see myself. I can see the comment. I can see the comments on the screen. So I can see what you see now. Um, and then, of course, everybody's greeting each other. Uh, all good now. Good on both. So we're all good. So 
First of all, let me introduce myself. My name is JD, the first effing lady of the Bloodline Entertainment Podcast. If you don't know what the Bloodline Entertainment Network is, first of all, it is a great network of amazing people. If you like sports entertainment, sports entertainment, um, fantasy, fantasy football, fantasy uh, baseball, um, MMA, gaming, movies, and everything. It is all in one location. Instead of you having to click on different websites and having all these tabs open, you can get all your information located in one website, and that is the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Um, And make sure you go to the website. A lot of great articles. There's also a lot of other podcasters too. A lot of great podcasts that is associated with the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Cage My IQ, Circle Debate, Clark Street Wrestling Podcast, the Out of Here Podcast, Raw Dogging with De Niro, where he watches the last 30 minutes of Raw. You could watch it along with him. Roto Slappers, Top Rope Wrestling Talk. Uh, like I said, the Broadcast Podcast, the Debate Center, the Tim King Show the Universal Wrestling Podcast, um, the Director's Cut. And then we have a new show um, as well, Tea and Hot Takes with host Will Gray. Most recently did a a great interview with NWA star Alex Taylor. So be sure to check that out and check out everything with the Bloodline Entertainment Network as well. Um, And speaking of amazing people, first of all, the Presidente, of the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Maven, what's going on, First Lady? Put them ones up for the queen of the Bloodline. Yes, put your ones up for yourselves as well and acknowledge us, okay? Like I said, it's been a great week in wrestling. A lot of things has been popping up. We're about to go through some couple of weeks of some crazy wrestling and shows as well as we have aw collision coming up this saturday then next week we have forbidden door and then the week after that we have um money in the bank as well so we'll be going through i'll be recapping a lot of things that's happened um this past week as well whoops so starting off um we're gonna get into some a little bit of dirt sheets what's the dirt round here um We all keep talking about how good Raw is, and as it keeps saying that Vince McMahon has been calling in to make a few changes on Raw, so I I really didn't check out on Twitter or anything like that if people have been now taking back their, um, you know, praises of Raw or anything like that, Uh, but that Vince been calling in and doing his changes, doing changes to um raw remotely and everything but raw this past week was a very good show um dynamite was a very good show and smackdown it was it was good i mean of course there were some hiccups with everything as well but overall it was a good show um but sources as uh told sports illustrated that we introduced new titles for roman reigns asuka and rhea ripley because triple h wanted to freshen up all the titles and present it with a new look um which we have seen uh we've seen rhea and asuka get new belts we saw um the tribal chief get a new belt as well uh 
we see the bigger W, but with the world heavyweight title and then with Rhea's title, it looks it's a completely different design. Of course, there the the big W is there to stay because of branding. I mean, look what happened when they gave the belt to uh, Patrick Mahomes. He wore the belt for like almost a week, which is great promotion for WWE. You see Patrick Mahomes wearing a belt, you wonder what the hell is he wearing. Boom! It, it takes you to WWE. So. You know, um, so that W isn't going to go away. I'm fine with the way that the belts look. Um, I know for some people it takes some time to get used to, but at least it's not color coded. Like we, we don't need to figure out, we don't need blue. We don't need red or anything like that. Um, but of course, Triple H has shown us that he loves gold. Um, also regarding another report too, with WWE's media, um, media rights negotiation. Uh, Russell Volts is claiming there's big time interest from WWE in a Disney partnership. Um, other partners are enticing, but WWE sees the Disney deal as a win-win. Um, so well, I'm very interested. I don't know what that would look like as far as WWE and Disney. Like, will SmackDown and Raw suddenly go to um, the disney plus outlet you know are we going to be you know seeing interactions you know because one thing about disney disney will pump the hell out of projects okay we've seen it with star wars we've seen it with marvel like they'll we will see wwe stuff all over the place okay um so who knows i i don't know what it's going to look like i'm very interested on what it's going to look like as well um but yeah it, i and i'm very curious of like i said with if they do go with disney what's going to happen to raw and smackdown of where they're going to be sitting at as well um so yeah that it wasn't too much news out there it was mainly just all about um you know, the media rights, stuff like that. Things that we already heard about with, with Vince calling in, uh, what's going on with Drew McIntyre's contract. Allegedly, there's interest with the elite, um, with WWE, because they haven't really um, finished up their contracts yet either. Um, so, yeah. So, as my kids are on summer break, so they see mom recording recording and speaking live and they decided that all of a sudden they want to try to ask mama questions while she is recording um so anyway <laughs> so let's get into some recaps as well um like i said overall raw smackdown and dynamite was really good shows um getting into smackdown first of course um, we had more qualifications for Money in the Bank with Santos Escobar and Mustafa Ali. Um, we also had, um, wait a minute, that's not the right one. Oh, that is the right one. Okay. Yes, yeah, so we had more qualifications for, um, the Money in the Bank, uh, Money in the Bank match as well. Um, we had more interactions with uh, AJ Styles and Karrion Cross as well. And then there's going to be a gauntlet match with, um, there's going to be a gauntlet match for the number one contender for the tag team titles as well too. Um, 
But I like for real, I am not going to be I will not be mad if for the summer we had um, Imperium going against KO and Sami Zayn because the match that we had on Raw and just all the interactions between them has been like top tier. So I wouldn't be mad if we get like KO and Gunther, if we had Sami Zayn and Gunther, if we had like we saw um, a three versus three match as well. I wouldn't be mad at any of that at all. Okay. Um, so we also had more about the bloodline which of course is the biggest thing that we have going of all um shout out to streets the first lady is live thank you so much for tuning in as well um of course we got more breakdown of the bloodline the biggest like biggest storyline that wwe has going on um with jimmy turning on the tribal chief um we have Basically, where does Jay Uso going to stand? Um, I was shocked that it was Jimmy who turned on the tribal chief. Of course, all of us thought it would be um, Jay Uso that would do it, but Jimmy decided to stay with, you know, stand up for his brother. And then, of course, Solo decided to stay with the tribal chief. So this week, um, we had what is Jay Uso going to do? Is he going to fall in line with the tribal chief? Is he going to stick with his brother, um, Jimmy, as well? Just a lot of, you know, he's so conflicted. And the facial expressions that he was giving for, you know, what's going on has been like chef's kiss. Somebody needs to give this man an award. So we had Paul Heyman come out, told Jay Uso that he's going to get a title match for the United States Championship uh, that night. So, you know, he'll get his aunt and then, you know, told Jay Uso the reason why, you know, it's been, you know, more attention been put on you and why Jimmy maybe um, may have turned on the bloodline is because he is envious of you. Because once the tribal chief hangs up his belt, it's going to be you who's going to be at the head of the table, which is like, whoa, okay. And then, um, he told Jay, you know, let us know where you stand, this, that, and the third. And Jay said, I'll think about it. And so he did take, he did decide to take up on the title match, which we had him versus Austin Theory. I feel slightly bad for Austin Theory because Austin Theory has been pretty much like a, um, just like an afterthought at this point. The man went from just completely dominant and just like constantly on raw and smackdown and defending his title and having these feuds to now he's just been thrown people and and i'm hoping that eventually we'll get back to making the united states championship feel important i mean look at gunther and how they're treating his title run um so I'm hoping that's what they do for um, Theory eventually uh, instead of kind of using him as a bit of a piece for the bloodline. But we'll see. Maybe this, you know, with what's going on, maybe Theory will start to get a little bit more involved. Um, now we had the match between Jey Uso and um, Theory. And then we had um, 
pretty deadly who came in and attacked. And then that's when Jimmy came in. Um, Solo then appeared and attacked Jimmy Uso. And then Jimmy Uso went to super kick Solo. Uh, but then he got Jay Uso instead. And in theory, co- pit covered Jay Uso for the pinfall. And then, of course, Jimmy tried to console Jay Uso and Jay pushed him away. And he uh and then Heyman went to try to talk to Jay Uso. He walked off, and then you just see fucking Paul Heyman like this, like call call the tribal chief. And so, of course, now we're going to fucking see what happens next this. Well, this week, as far as uh, what the tribal chief is going to do, what is Jay going to do? What is uh, Jimmy going to do? Solo, Heyman It's just like the cracks are there, but we're still continuing on with the storyline. And listen, I still want my Uso versus Uso match. Okay. I like it doesn't have to be a straight up feud or anything like that. We can simply have, you know, let's just hash it out in the ring and just get it together. Um, and then they can come back together. Okay. It, if I get that Uso match, like serious, like that would be my reaction. I know there's going to be a very good match. Okay, we all know it's going to be a very good match. Uh, I know it's going to be, you know, eventually they'll super kick each other and go down or something like just like, um, just like, uh, um, oh my gosh, just like, um, Creed versus Rocky when they sit there and punch each other at the same time. I see that happening with the Usos, like a super kick to each other at the same time. Um, Tino, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Bloodline family? Thank you so much for tuning in. Definitely. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, as we talk about the Bloodline here, of course. Uh, but yeah, I I hope we get that matchup between them two. Um, it looks like we're going to eventually get... It, like I don't even know if we'll just simply get Roman and Solo versus the Usos or what, because the twists and turns that this storyline has taken... Like, it's been going down so many damn paths. It's just completely crazy. Um, But I can't wait. And, of course, we have the Tribal Chief showing up tomorrow uh, as we work towards Money in the Bank. Because we still got more matches that we have to set up. Of course, who is going to... What is Roman going to do at Money in the Bank? Um, If he is going to be at Money in the Bank... um, but I'm sure I'm very sure at least part of the bloodline is going to be represented at um, Money in the Bank. So that's pretty much what we had for Raw. I mean, we got more of the Money in the Bank qualification matches for the men's side is pretty much set. Uh, we have Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, Santos Escobar, um, Butch and Damian Priest for the men's Money in the Bank contract which in my opinion is like chef's kiss. I didn't think that we would get, we would, I I didn't really think that we would get something like this, like very unique. Every single person has an opportunity to win the money in the bank, like definitely a game changer as far as if anyone who wins the briefcase. I know a lot of people are hoping that it's LA night, um, but Pharrell Pharrell like any one of these people I would be completely fine with 
Uh, of course, Damian Priest. I am a big fan of Damian Priest. With Butch, this could be a repack. Not really a repackage. I, I, I think we're, you know, Butch is, the name Butch is here to stay. But mainly a repackage of getting to what, as far as um, Pete Dunne's wrestling style, the bruiser weight and everything like that. Um, Santos Escobar, of course, with, um, with, you know, LWO and, um, Rey Mysterio and everything like that, get that going, get them back into the main picture again. Of course, LA Knight, like I cannot wait for LA Knight to, you know, get the rocket and shoot to the moon. Shinsuke Nakamura, who I think is the coolest motherfucking person in all of the land. Um, and then Ricochet, of course, um, from him having pretty much being, the sidekick of Braun Strowman, and now he's definitely starting to get a push as well. Um, Ben Buster, what's up, y'all? Was able to get on just now. Hey, don't even matter what time you hop in here. The I appreciate the fact that you are here. So thank you for tuning in as well. Um, and then for the women, we have as of right now, we still got one person to go. We have Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, and EO Sky. I am very biased to Eosky. I love Eosky. Um, Zoe Stark, like she has potential. Of course, this is you know setting up a feud between uh, Becky Lynch and Z uh, Zoe Starks. Uh, obviously, Trish is going to pop up somewhere around here. Um, but oh my gosh, Zoe with that promo that she had, I felt bad for her because like she has potential but it's just like it, it she was she was messing up and i don't know where that came from um as far as when she i forgot what she was saying like have you looked in the mirror like come on ma'am get it together um I know Trish was like, I know Trish has been trying to help her. Trish was probably sitting in the back like. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's your name on it, ma'am. You, that's your little protege. And she had her one time to, you know, get the opportunity to let herself shine. And she kind of like fell flat on her face. Uh, ben Buster, Becky doesn't need the briefcase. She doesn't. She doesn't need a briefcase. That's why I think that she was thrown into this match just to set up that feud between her and Zoe. And Trish will show up somewhere. Now I forgot what the last qualifying match will be. Um, I forgot what, who's what's the last qualifying match. Uh, and I'm very sure it's happening tomorrow. Uh, but I forgot who is between. But I, I feel like it can go. I hope it goes to Io Shirai. Like, I mean, Io Shirai, Io Sky. I'm calling her by her NXT name. I'm hoping it goes to Io. Um, it's very possible possible that they'll throw it to Zelina Vega as kind of like a swerve, especially especially the fact that look at the men's uh, Money in the Bank um, match. This is all new people. You know, a whole new different. Um, a whole new different ball game. I feel like whoever wins that money in the bank contract more likely will cash in on Seth Rollins or whoever is the champ at that time. And for the women, it really depends on who wins it. I mean, I'm going to assume you can cash in 
on either women's champion. It doesn't really matter if it's if it's a Raw or a SmackDown person who won. You can just cash it in on the other person, end up on Raw or SmackDown. I did hear that they are still like trying to finalize the actual rosters for the the brand split uh brand split until they figure out things. Um which Triple A kind of makes sense because you do want to figure out like fan reaction. Like it may be better for someone to be on Raw because of certain feuds that's happening versus sticking to them on SmackDown. Of course, we see a lot of people back down at NXT. Um, We see Dana Brooke, Baron Corbin as well. Um, Mustafa Ali is in NXT as well. So there's a lot of things that is um, going on as far as with this whole shakeup and everything. Um, and then I felt that too for Finn Balor, for that Finn Balor and Seth segment, I really, I had to like turn it off because like, I'm all for fans getting, you know, getting involved and stuff like that and making the show fun. But when they take over a segment like that, and it was to the point that even Seth Rollins was trying to like hint to the crowd to like let Finn speak. And it was, it, kind of gave me like the whole what chant that everybody loves to do. And I kind of like turned off the segment. I know that the story was um, that of course um, Finn Balor was the first uh, universal champion and then Seth then won it. And so now he wants his redemption and stuff like that. So, you know, I, um, I felt bad though for Finn because it felt like we were going to get a very good segment. Um, but of course the fans kind of hijacked it, this segment. Uh, ben Buster said, why aren't Los Lotharios part of LWO? I don't know. I feel like the thing is with WWE, when it comes to factions, it's very hard for them to set up like actual feuds. Like they can do the three versus three and stuff like that. Um, but as we saw, like, with LWO, it's been mainly concentration on either Ray or recently Zelena Vega. Like, um, like, um, oh my gosh, not San, not Santos. Oh, uh, Legado del Fantasma. They haven't been featured as a trio since they came to LWO. It's been mainly like Santos Escobar. So I don't know. I feel like once, like WWE treats tag teams better than trios and factions in my opinion because look at uh imperium even though imperium is a trio they separated them into a tag team and then individual wrestler and um even with the bloodline it was tag team uso um solo individual and um roman reigns individual even though they all like interfered to in each other's matches but it's not like you know how like we have with AEW where it's faction versus faction. Like we ha- like they can easily like how AEW can do Anarchy in the Arena, Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite. WWE doesn't really do that because WWE mainly concentrate on individuals and tag teams more than trios and factions. Which is a shame because they were pretty good at factions back in the day. I mean, Deep Generation X, uh, the Ministry, the Corp. Uh, the corporation, the corporate ministry. Um, I know I'm forgetting. I know I'm forgetting more factions. But yeah, they were pretty good with factions back in the day. But it, 
Like, I don't know if it's just like they rather concentrate on individual and tag teams, but they definitely fell off um, as far as with that. Um, yes, yeah, so that's pretty much. Oh, we, and then, um, of course, the title of the episode, um, did someone say new titles? We, like I said, we had new titles introduced for um, uh, for Rhea Ripley, which I'll get into and um, Roman Reigns, but we had the title introduction for Asuka on SmackDown. And then, um, yes, Domination. I knew I was forgetting some. Nation of Domination, um, Nation of Domination, DX. There was another few. Um, of course, um, Evolution. Uh, was it Legacy? Like, there was a lot of the Job Squad. Yes, there were a lot of factions back in the day that um that WWE was like really good with but like they really fell off with it now and I don't know if it's because they you know don't want to concentrate too much on factions anymore but I feel like that's why like like they could easily do LWO and the bloodline um few because it's faction versus faction um you know blood actual bloodline versus you know heritage type of bloodline but WWE just don't do it just don't do the feuds very well they could even do like Imperium versus LWO since we you know Imperium is a is a faction as well but yeah they I don't know they just like I said they just concentrate on tag teams like they can't even get the tag team portion right like look at the women's tag team division they just been throwing people together and just calling it a day so it's it's crazy um, but yeah, so we had Asuka who got a new belt. Um, Bianca Belair, of course, wants her title shot back, um, because she, she tech, she lost the title, but you know, it's because Asuka, Asuka, you know, put the mist in her, mist in her eyes, stuff like that, which is the creative, most creative finish I've seen for Asuka. Um, and so Adam Pierce was like, you know, basically calm the fuck down. Let me present this title and, you know, you will come back to your request. So Asuka got presented with the belt. And then, like I said, you know, did somebody say new title? Here come fucking Thanos, a.k.a. Charlotte Flair, who sees a new infinity, <laughs> new infinity stone uh, because there's a new belt and she comes in and sits there and says, I want that belt too. I want it as part of my collection. And so Adam, P I don't know if Adam Pierce was like trying not to have, like was trying not to have this match happen, but then Asuka was like, okay, I'll, I'll fight you. Nobody is ready for Asuka. And so, you know, Adam Pierce as the official, he made it official somehow, some way. Um, or no, I don't think it's actually official, but I think it's going to happen, of course, because Asuka, Asuka accepted the challenge and um, that be that. Um, <laughs> Charlotte is inedible. She is like fucking Thanos out here, just collecting all the damn titles. She is trying to be the newer version like she is trying to be the belt collector out here like if we was able to go to different promotions i'm very sure charlotte flair would be the one that would go to different promotions to try to get the title um 
But then afterwards, you know, we see Bianca Belair come back and it's like, what, what are we doing here? I wanted the title shot. Charlotte comes out of nowhere, immediately gets the title shot. What's going on? And then, of course, she has the facial expression, stuff like that. And Adam Pierce is like, oh, I got to figure it out, this, that, and the third. And we're starting, like, I know everybody's been wanting it. I know everybody's been wanting it um, for we for us to see the Bianca Belair of NXT. But when she was sitting there doing the facial expressions, the people sat there and, like, had, did a video of just her facial expressions. Of course, everybody. Let the hate flow through you. Like, definitely. Um, I was a fan of Bianca Belair in NXT. I felt as though it was something missing with her when she was a heel in NXT. And um, I when she became up, when she came up on the main roster and she was face, I was like, okay, this is probably what was missing. Like, I felt as though maybe it just wasn't connecting as far as her being a heel because she was so nice. But I think it could have been mainly a confidence thing um, because now she's been the face of the company, all, you know, going all around the world, champion, this, that, and the third. And it's pretty much like she was the it person for a very long time. I think now for her to go to heel now, it's going to be, it's going to go way up there. It's going to be bonkers. And I can't wait to see that. Um, she's going to, like promo the things that she's going to do the things that she's going to say it's going to be like chef's kiss okay um and then speaking of the belt being presented um we also had miss Rhea ripley uh come out to be presented with the belt on raw um of course you know i am a big fan of Rhea ripley and jay cargill every time they come on the screen God damn. <laughs> respectfully, respectfully. Um, but yeah, Rhea Ripley comes out to get a to get her new belt. Um, I believe so. The thing that confuses me is the wording with the championship. So I think Asuka is WWE women's championship, and then Rhea is just world women's championship. I think that's the difference between the two, since there is no heavyweight division with the women uh so Rhea Ripley is the world champion uh world women's champion and Asuka is the WWE uh women's champion and so Rhea's belt looks just like um the same pretty much the same design as Seth Rollins except for with the white strap which I'm a fan of as well um and then Dom comes out and celebrates with her somebody please check on Buddy Matthews um of course, he comes out, gives her a hug, put the title on her and everything like that. Um, and then we had the segment later on with, um, it was the segment with um, Cody Rhodes on, um, no, I think, no, I think Cody came out during the segment because I'm thinking Ms. TV, but that was the week before. I didn't do my podcast last week, so I may be putting segments together. So, first of all, we had Cody Rhodes on Miss TV last week where Dom comes in, slaps the shit out of him, <laughs> and runs. So, because of that, we had um, Cody comes out again. And um, 
we had um we had him confront Dominic as well. And um we had Rhea who sat there and said, um, let me get her wording correct. She said that Dom is a bigger man than anyone watching at home. And I need somebody to check on fucking Buddy Matthews because she's she is fully like giving, you know, like what can you say? Dom is a bigger man than anyone watching at home. I'm sh- I didn't know if he tweeted anything, if Buddy Matthews tweeted anything, but I'm sure he sat there and said, like, oh, I didn't watch Raw tonight. What happened? But if he was watching Raw. <laughs> I'm built differently. There we go. (laughs) I was trying to play the clip. So um, what I was saying was, um, if you heard me, I was saying that Buddy Matthews was definitely sitting there crying after he heard that... um, what Rhea Ripley said, uh, putting over Dominic like that. And then Dominic, of course, telling Cody that he is a bad father and that um, because he's not at home with his kid and stuff. And there were like whispers between wrestling fans that apparently Brandy Rhodes is supposed to be coming back, which I'm like, she can stay home. I don't need her to come out and sit there and say, no one told you that tonight was open mic night, bitch. I don't need all that. I don't need all that. Um, they'll mute you on it. Yeah, I, I actually was hitting, I was hitting, so, you know, my technical difficulties. I actually was hitting a clip to play and it it muted me, but it didn't play the clip. So that's what happened there. Uh, I was trying to play a clip of uh, Morris Chestnut crying because that's what, um, Buddy Matthews was doing at home was sitting there crying and it muted me, but it didn't, um, it didn't play the clip. <laughs> Thanks. I 95 collapse. <laughs> uh, but nah, maybe I shouldn't joke about that, but yeah, it's, uh, my internet has been very wonky. I don't know why. Um, if you was with me for late night gaming with JD on Tuesday, like my internet was very shoddy and it was all good today. I was um, able to like hop on and surf the internet a little bit and stuff. And then I, I come to, you know, come here to stream the episode, the live stream the episode, and it starts getting wonky then. Um, but yeah, so then we had Cody sitting there saying that um, Brock Lesnar is running away from him and stuff. I'm like, my guy. Like, I don't know what is going on with Cody 
that he's sitting here and trying to make it seem like Brock Lesnar is a bitch. I'm like, I don't know what you've been watching. Like, I don't know if you haven't been watching WWE since you've been gone, but Brock Lesnar is not the guy to fuck with. So um, he, so then we had Cody who challenged Dominic to a match. And I remembered, remember when I mentioned when with Cody going against the tribal chief and then going against um, Brock Lesnar, I sat there and said that they're putting him against big, big heels so that he can be underdog and babyface. And I was like, I don't know who he's going to go against next. And we got the answer, the next big heel in WWE so that he can be an underdog and a babyface, Dominic Mysterio. And I know he's going to make it, he's going to sell great for Dominic. He's going to make it seem like Dominic is beating the shit out of him. I mean, he he already has the, bro- he had the broken arm. Maybe Dominic will hurt an ankle or something like that too. Um I, I was in mine too. It was out for a day, then shoddy as fuck. We finally came back full, full effect tonight. I feel you, homegirl. Yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on. Like my my computer is connected to the landline. My PlayStation is connected to a landline. And I paid Verizon enough money to hold enough bandwidth to support this damn household. Because this household, uh, mother, father, son, daughter, we're all gamers. We have tablets, we have phones, everything is fucking connected to the internet. And I made sure, and and we work from home. And so I made sure there is enough to handle all of us doing all of our shit at the same time, which has been very good for, let me see, I upgraded like, what, two years ago, I think at this point. And it's been completely fine until like, uh, until recently, which is weird. Uh, but I've been hearing other people having issues with their internet and it's been wonky. So I'm just going to say that we're going to blame UFOs or something. It's it's the aliens. Somebody get Will Smith somewhere. So I, that's why I'm going to blame that shit on. Um, but yeah, so and then uh, what is going on with Cody Rhodes? I guess his arm is miraculously healed because he is using it even though it's in the cast. Uh, the titanium cast, by the way. So I'm going to assume that Cody is good because I, when he was, um, when he was wrestling, he was um, fine with the arm. He was wrestling the Miz. He was completely fine with the arm. He was using the arm and stuff like that and everything. So I guess if you use a titanium, um, I guess if you use the the titanium uh, cast, you know. It's all good. <laughs> Dom said, I figured you blame Cody. Well, no, Cody. Yeah, I should have blamed Cody. <laughs> I should have blamed Cody uh, because I've been sitting here talking mad shit about him and stuff. But yeah, that that was a missed opportunity on my on my part <laughs> to blame Cody Rhodes for it. Because <laughs> that's not... Because he's not underdogging and stuff like that. <laughs> Cody would probably come on here and sit there and say his internet's been out for the past nine months. And he's just, he had to get on a bike and sit there and crank the fucking energy for the city or something like that. <laughs> That's probably what that is. But yeah, that was a missed opportunity to blame Cody Rhodes for my shoddy internet. 
So now we have Cody Rhodes going against Dominic at the Money in the Bank um, premium live event. So, of course, we'll more likely have um, Brock Lesnar interfere in that match. Um, And then we'll have Cody versus Brock at SummerSlam uh, in Detroit at that point. Um, But I'm going to guess we're going to continue the feud between Cody and Dominic because Cody has to go against the biggest heels uh, before they figure out what the hell they're going to do next with him. If he is eventually going to go against um, Roman Reigns at Mania 40 or whatever, or if he is like going to continue another chapter in the story because he's still saying finish the story and I'm like bro are you finishing the story with the WWE championship or the world heavyweight championship there's two titles now where does the story end um because you got beat by the tribal chief so I, I don't know if that's what he means by finish the story or not but We'll see how it goes. But yeah, they definitely are lining him up against the bigger, the big heel so that he can stay the ultimate baby face, which is what we're going to get with Dominic because everybody boos Dominic. Look, I respect Dominic Mysterio. I, I, I doubted him a hell of a lot when he initially was turning heel, but he definitely grew on me as a heel. He's been doing amazing as a heel, just straight up trolling everyone, getting everyone to just boo the shit out of him and everything like that. Um, yeah, so just chef's kiss for that man. Um, but yeah, oh, so that's pretty much, um, yeah, that's pretty much everything that happened with Raw and SmackDown. Um, just a good week, like I said, as far as on WWE side, as far um, with what's going on with um, Bloodline, Cody, the new titles, the women's division and stuff. Only thing that's iffy is just the women's tag team division, which that has always been. The women's tag team division has always been like up and down as far as booking and figuring things out. Um, I think there is a rumor that they're thinking about combining combining the NXT women's tag team titles and the main roster women's tag team titles. I don't know if that will lead to NXT women's tag teams going after the belt or something. Because I think that was originally what Sasha Banks and Bailey wanted with the belt was for the belt to be able to travel between um, not only Raw and SmackDown, but with NXT as well. Which, you know, when they went down to NXT to challenge people down there, that was, like, completely fine. I was fine with that, to have the belt travel um, with NXT as well. But, you know, we'll see about that. Um, So going into AEW Dynamite, uh, great show yesterday. If you didn't check out the AEW um, recap um, show with me and TK yesterday... Be sure to go on the Bloodline Entertainment Network YouTube channel and check it out. We went, we broke down everything that has happened on Dynamite. I'll kind of like go through an overview of how I felt. Um, I was very surprised that we got Adam Cole and MJF. Um, I thought that they would, they wouldn't uh, do it. I figured that they wouldn't um, give us the match right away, um, especially for free, uh, which is what they did. Uh, yesterday. Um, first of all, shout out to Faction Cast Podcast, slowly making NXT a third brand. It that's what 
um, Triple H I wanted to do before during the black and gold era. Um, and it seems like, yeah, they're slowly trying to make it a third brand, especially the fact that we have people from the main roster going to NXT as well. I mean, because they don't get people from the indies, it is still slightly developmental, especially since they have the rookies on there. Unless they're making NXT level up the, um, especially if they're making the NXT level up the actual um, developmental and then have NXT the like precursor for the main roster. But, um, and then yes, faction cast, no shade, trash diamond. She's normally on Rampage, to be fair. She is normally on Rampage, but yes, Jay Cargill, since she lost the belt, um, has not been, has been, you know, been off TV for a little bit, um, taking a slight vacation, but yeah, she's not on there. Um, but yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are like, I quit AEW. Pace. Exactly. Like <laughs> they quit AEW because Jay Cargill isn't on there anymore. Uh, as of right now, I should say not anymore. But I feel like she's getting a breather and she's going to come back and she's going to whoop ass. She could come back at Collision. Who knows? It could be that she will be exclusively on Collision um, as well. Um, but like I said, I was very surprised we got um, Adam Cole and MJF. I, it, It's like a good thing that we got it, but also not a good thing because um, the thing that once you get the match, it kind of like takes the magic away from how these two people are going to face each other for the first time. And especially the fact that we're paying $50 for AEW pay-per-views like for paying $50 you better give us everything like everything must be exciting it was a great match between these two MJF pulling out moves that I you know pulling out different offense and stuff like that um but yeah then this went to a time draw which no AEW doesn't do it all the time but when they really want to save things for a pay-per-view or for another time they'll be quick to do the time draw the uh fuck finishes and stuff like that so that was slightly annoying as well um and then we had the stare down between sting and chris jericho and i didn't know that sting and chris jericho never faced each other i could have sworn it happened in wcw but apparently it didn't happen so looks like that's where we're going to eventually go a sting versus jericho match which i won't be mad at because Sting can still go. Like, I am so damn jealous of Sting. Sting needs to drop, like, whatever the fuck he is doing to be able to do what he does. Like, I get scared going down a flight of stairs. This man is sitting here wrestling fucking 60-something years old and wrestling with people, like, more than half his age and still looking good and everything. So I need him to drop the uh, whatever it is, eating diet, exercise, like, you know, vampire shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing that you're still able to do things at that type, at that level? Um, we had the eight man tag as well. Um, like I said, with Sting in it and everything. And then Keith Lee, Keith Lee with the, uh, uh sometimes I, the, the, um, the wizard cape that he wears and stuff like that. 
I miss I miss like Keith Keefley, like in black and gold NXT Keefley. Like we haven't had that guy in a long while. I mean, he looked good in the match and everything, but you know, he's he's starting to go missing as well. Um, faction cast said Adam Cole has to go through trials and tribulations just like all the other feuds, which I figured will that's why I figured would happen. But the fact that we immediately got the one-on-one with him and um the fact that we immediately got the one-on-one between him and and, and uh, Adam Cole is that fucking surprised the shit out of me. Uh, Dom said, "Hardcore Grandpa, aka Sting, gives me hope as I age." Yes, yes. As I'm turning forty, I have hope because Sting out here just like letting me know that when <laughs> there is hope, when I get to that age, that I will not be in a fucking on a cane walker and stuff like that. Um, Faction Cast says Grandpa Lee. Yeah, he it, like his. He looks like. Um, I'm sure you guys all saw the Ten Commandments drawn that they always play on Easter. How Moses went, he saw God and his face, his hair immediately turned white. That gave me those vibes with Keith Lee. Like one day he was young, the next day he looks like Gandalf with a buzz cut. Like it completely confused the hell out of me. I like I was like, is this a gimmick with him with the white hair or something like that? Like that confused the hell out of me. Um, and then we also had, um, we starting to get a lot of, um, setups and, uh, matches for Forbidden Door as well. Um, when we had the finale of Black Hole Combat Club going against the Hung Bucks, which that name always gets me, um, that was a crazy match. First of all, Brian Danielson on commentary is amazing. Um, he was cracking me up on there. The finish to Dynamite definitely gave me like smack old school SmackDown vibes when it'd be the SmackDown before the pay-per-view and they want to cause all the chaos and craziness. That's exactly what happened at the end of um the end of um of Dynamite, where we had the end of the match, um, where we had um the Hong Bucks who defeated um where Hangman Page had pinned uh, Wheeler Yuta. Somebody needs, they need to put respect on Wheeler Yuta's name. Like he's from Philly, but that man always be the one that gets pinned, that gets the um, BTE trigger and all that other shit. Like, come on, man. Um, But yeah, so then after the match, we had uh, everyone attacking everyone. And then out comes fucking Eddie Kingston. And it's just like, yo, um that popped me he immediately went for um claudio of course you know the biggest the one feud the biggest feud that we had was you know him and claudio he immediately goes for him and then of course it's just like so much shit because he has issues with claudio he doesn't like brian danielson but he's cool with john moxley so then the and then the young bucks aren't cool with um with the Blackpool Comic Club, of course, they think that Eddie Kingston is there to help them. And then so they start attacking Moxley. And then Eddie Kingston pulls one of the young bucks off of Moxley. Like this shit was just straight up like fucking 90s high school and shit. <laughs> like all this, all the factions, all the people who don't like this person. And because this person's cool with this person, they don't like that person. Like just straight up high school shit. Um 
And so Eddie Kingston comes out, start attacking. And then Eddie and Moxley gets face to face. And then um, the Young Bucks start attacking John Moxley again. And then Kanosuke came in, Takeshka comes down, and he starts attacking Eddie Kingston. And then because of that, out comes Kenny Omega as well. And he starts attacking uh, Takesha and everything like that. And then he goes for a V-trigger. And then out comes Will Ospreay. And he goes and takes down... um, He takes down Kenny Omega with a super kick. And I'm sitting here like, this shit is fucking crazy. Like, this was an exciting way to end the... To end the... um, and just a random dynamite like this wasn't even a go home show i can only imagine like what is going to happen next week like this makes you want to tune in next week because that's the actual go home show for um for fucking forbidden door um and so like i said we are starting to get uh, a lot of um matches set up for forbidden door um which we have of course Will Ospreay and Kitty Omega, which is going to be fucking insane. We also have Brian Danielson versus Okada, which that's going to be great. Um, and then we had Tanahashi, who mentioned how last year he challenged the then AEW World Championship. And because of that, this year he is challenging the world um, champion MJF. MJF was like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing that shit. Um, he's like, no, no, thank you. I'm not going to put over um, that. I forgot what he called New Japan. Like that, well, not suck ass, but he was like that little um, indie company or anything like that. Um, and, you know, this isn't the first time that I told Tony Khan that I'm not going to do a match. So that be that. And so, um, but it looks like Tony Khan sat there and made it official. And so, um, you know, I guess we're going to have at, I guess we're going to have MJF versus Tanahashi. I mean, Tony Khan pretty much was. Bye-bye, bitch. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what he said to <laughs> JF. So we're going to have MJF versus Tanahashi for the AEW World Championship. And then Sonata had placed an open challenge for IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, which Jungle Boy had accepted, and he asked for Hook to be in his corner. Of course, it feels like we're going to have some type of turn with um, Jungle Boy. Either he's going to turn on Hook, he's going to turn on Hook or something like that it's at Forbidden Door or maybe at another point. I was shocked that it was Jungle Boy challenging for the World Heavyweight Championship. I thought it would be someone else, a bigger name, in my opinion. But I guess, you know, we have to give, um, we would have to give, um, you know, the four pillars, the opportunity. um, I forgot the word I'm trying trying to use, but. We have to let the four pillars definitely give their time to shine and allow them to, you know, we they just had the fatal four-way match where they was, you know, they felt as though they should have made invented, but they didn't. Um, shout out to Dylan. What's good, JD? Thank you so much for tuning in, Dylan. Thank you for coming in. Uh, as we're 
finish as we're pretty much recapping AEW Dynamite. Um, yeah, I thought it would be someone else who would challenge um, Sonata for the title, but it, you know, we're going with Jungle Boy. Okay, I'm fine with that. Um, so this week we have um, AEW Collision coming, and they showed a vignette this week of CM Punk. He mentioned that he's going to have an open mic and he has a lot of things to say. It's, of course, this is happening in Chicago. I'm hoping that's the first thing that happens is his, him coming out and saying whatever it is he's going to say because that fucking place is just going to keep chanting CM Punk until CM Punk comes out. So we have a stacked card, too, for a collision. We have, um, so we have for the main event, we have um, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe going against FTR and CM Punk. We also have um, Andrade going against Buddy Matthews, which is the reverse of the WrestleMania match that we got of Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. I'm going to think that Andrade is going to win since it was Rhea Ripley who won on that side. Um, and plus, this is Andrade's first match back. We'll have Miro in action, so it seems like Miro is going to go against a jobber or something like that. Anytime, of course, they say in action, that means it's pretty much a jobber. Um, we're also going to get, um, I think, Tony Storm and Ruby Soho going against Sky Blue and um, Willow Nightingale. So maybe Thunder Rosa appears then. Who knows? Because uh, uh, Thunder Rosa is supposed to be coming back as well. Um, I think I'm missing another match too, but yeah, so I'm excited to see what collision is. Um, I'm excited to see what collision is going to be if, if collision. So what I, what I mentioned, uh, when I was talking to CK on the AW Dynamite review show yesterday is I'm very curious to how they're going to handle collision is collision going to be treated as a bigger production as dynamite where collision and dynamite are pretty much, you know, one in the same. Um, of course, you know, with Raw and SmackDown, even though SmackDown was kind of like the B show, the production for SmackDown is just as much as uh, Raw. And I'm hoping that the people on Collision, you know, kind of do what everyone, what people on SmackDown did when it first came around is feel as though it's a bit of a prove it type of situation where it's like, we have to be better. Like, let's, let's rust our ass off. Let's cut great promos and stuff like that so that collision will feel like an a show even though it's not technically the a show um, i'm hoping that it won't be like something forgotten like rampage and i'm hoping that tnt will not start doing the whole you know throwing collision all over the place because of sports that is going on now saturday that saturday time slot can be very good for um, AEW. Uh, the thing is, of course, a lot of sporting events and, you know, major sporting events, they, uh, especially UFC, they love to happen at, um, on Saturdays. The good thing is though, a lot of the main events though, always happen like after 10 o'clock anyway. So if there's a major UFC fight going on, people, you know, you can, you can watch collision and then tune in to, um, the UFC fight or whatever. 
Um, of course, WWE runs their pay-per-views on Saturdays now. So, of course, like once a month, uh, people more likely will tune into the pre premium live event. Excuse me. So more likely people will tune into that premium live event. Um, and then, of course, when NFL runs their Saturday game, especially during the um, playoffs, they'll be um, losing that. They'll be losing during that time, too. But just overall, in general, I'm hoping that they pull strong enough numbers to keep it to keep it going um because the um warner discovery is very satisfied with the numbers that dynamite is pulling in which is around like eight hundred thousand, just about an average so i wonder if there is going to be just as strong numbers being pulled for a collision as well um but i'm going to assume hopefully jay cargill will be appearing on collision um and that um, Rampage will be then treated more like developmental or like a showcase for even like for Ring of Honor and stuff like that, since they're no longer doing um, AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. So, but I am excited to see what's going to happen with um, with AEW Collision. It's going to be a lot of fucking wrestling, I tell you that, because uh, now we got, especially people who watch other promotions, so we have Raw on Monday, Tuesday if you watch NXT, Wednesday Dynamite, Thursday Impact if you watch it, Friday Smackdown Rampage, Saturday AEW Collision, and then especially when there's pay-per-views, pay-per-view Saturday, uh, and then pay-per-view Sunday with AEW, especially next week. Um, yeah, definitely, especially next week. So next week, uh, we will have Raw on Monday, NXT Tuesday, Dynamite Wednesday, Impact Thursday, um, Friday SmackDown, Saturday um, Collision, Sunday Sunday Forbidden Door, Monday Monday Raw, Tuesday NXT, Dynamite Wednesday, Thursday Impact, Friday. Um, Friday SmackDown slash Rampage, Saturday Money in the Bank slash Collision. So it's just going to be like somebody needs to start paying us some money. There needs to be, I mean, I know the incentive is putting on good shows and stuff like that, but geez, man, it's a lot, especially for those who watch other wrestling promotions as well. Um, if you watch GCW, if you watch New Japan, like, that it, that's a fucking lot. And then for the people who loves to like watch old school episodes of wrestling as well. And then of course, uh, AEW has the nerve to sit there and put on like uh, the biographies and all other stuff on A and A and E. I think that's on Sundays. So it's just like it's it's a lot of wrestling. Like it's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. But um, yeah, um. First of all, shout out to the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Everyone, put, put your ones in the chat for everyone and for all the amazing podcasts that we have here from the Bloodline Entertainment Network as well. Yeah, I'm excited, though. I'm excited for this next two weeks because uh, we have Forbidden Door. So I'm going to assume, too, with Collision, is that we're going to have more matches put together and announced for um, forbidden door we'll see uh because we still have you know the trios titles that can be um can be looked at tag team titles as well 
um, even more singles matches with uh, from New Japan as well. And then, of course, uh, working towards All In um, and eventually All Out. I'm going to assume Adam Cole versus MJF will be for All Out. I think All In should be made strictly like dream matches. Don't worry about like storylines like that unless, you know, unless it's like the women's blood and guts or something like that. But All In should be nothing but dream matches, truthfully. Because you have All Out the following week. All Out can have all the storyline matches and stuff like that. I think for All In, just throw everything together. I feel like with Kenny versus Osprey at um, Forbidden Door, I think Will Osprey will win there, and then the rubber match will be at All In. Um, because I think, too, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think um, Berkeley from Cage My IQ said that AEW president said that, you know, the wrestlers will be available at All In if Tony Khan wants it to be. So I'm going to assume we're going to get Kenny versus Will Ospreay again. Uh, probably Tony Storm going against um, Jamie Hayter for the title at that point. Uh, maybe have Soraya involved. Maybe Soraya versus Brett Baker at you know at a certain time. Just throw ev- just throw everything to the fucking wall and see what sticks at that point. Because uh, not only you have to, yeah, sell the tickets, um, but you gotta you gotta entice people to pay fucking fifty dollars and then pay fifty dollars again the next week, which is a tall order because a lot of us are fucking cheap. Okay, so yeah, so definitely needs to throw everything to the wall to see what sticks. But from what we're seeing that's coming with Forbidden Door, I'm excited for it. Uh, and then you know what's coming with. Uh, money in the bank too i'm all excited for it as well um but yeah i'm excited for everything um yeah i think that is i think that is it for everything for wrestling wise um just a, an exciting week for wrestling you know overall with AEW and um, with Raw and SmackDown as well. As we are starting to get into the summer of wrestling, uh, CM Punk is back just in time for, I guess, another summer of punk. And I can't wait to see how these feuds are going to, ha- you know, what feuds are going to come out for the summer and stuff like that, especially since we have uh, SummerSlam coming uh, and, and then we have All Out and All In to end the summer as well. So can't wait for that um but that's it for the russell bread podcast thank you guys so much for listening um oh shout out to courtney thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much hey jd one's in the chat for all you guys you guys are amazing coming in here um but yeah that's it for the russell bread podcast but thank you so much for listening you can catch me on twitter at jdc137 you can catch the podcast at russell bread as well you click the links in the bio for the instagram the facebook um the tiktok as well you can catch me catch this podcast live every thursday at 9 p.m est only on the bloodline entertainment network as well if you enjoyed me if you enjoyed the first f and lady jd you can also catch me on twitch okay not only does the bloodline do sports entertainment sports and entertainment um and movies 
we do gaming as well. So we have gaming with the bloodline. Yours truly, I do my show, Late Night Gaming with JD, on Mondays at 11.15 p.m. EST. So after all, hop on Twitch. You can check me out. I am playing... Um, Detroit Become Human on Mondays. You can see me, you know, flip out on choices that I made and choices I didn't make. Last week, uh, this past week, I had so much fun playing that game that I went a whole extra hour without even realizing it. And then on Tuesdays, another late night with gaming, late night, late night gaming with JD again on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. as well. So if you're watching, uh, NXT, for example, watch, check out NXT, then hop on the Twitch. You can check me out. I am playing um, Jedi Survivor on Tuesdays as well. You can also find the Tribal Chief, Devin. He is also gaming as well on Wednesdays and Fridays at 1 p.m. EST, midnight central, where he is playing Destiny 2 as well. But if you enjoyed what you saw here, there's a lot of other great podcasts as well. Um, you can check out Cage My IQ, um, Circle of Debate, Clark Street Wrestling Podcast, Out of Here Podcast, Raw Dong with De Niro, Roller Slappers, Top Rope Wrestling Talk, The Broadcast Podcast, The Debate Center, The Tim King Show, The Universal Wrestling Podcast, The Director's Cut, and then our newest show, Tea and Hot Takes, like I said, with Will Gray as well. Be sure to go to the website. A lot of great articles, a lot of great people out there. Don't be clicking all these different websites if you want to get opinions and stuff like that. You can get it all in one place with people who are passionate about what they're talking about. We have a lot of great rankings at wrestling related and even uh, fantasy sports related too. If you are doing fantasy baseball, if you're about to do fantasy football, definitely go to the website and check out a lot of great articles about rankings and sleepers for your next fantasy league so that you can sit there and get the trophy or whatever it is that you're trying to go for as well. And also be sure to like and smash that subscribe button as well. Show that subscribe button more love than the crowd showed love to Seth Rollins on Raw this past week, okay? Coming up next week, we have the preview for Forbidden Door, which means we're going to have the panel. Once again, I will be um, I'll be joined by my Bloodline brothers as we do our predictions for Forbidden Door. And then the following week, we're also going to be doing another panel as we do predictions for um, Money in the Bank as well. But thank you so much. For listening, like I said, be sure to go to the website, bloodlinenetwork.com. Be sure to check all of us out. A lot of great podcasts as well. Like I said, a great website, a lot of great writers and everything. A lot of people really dedicating their time to give out great information as well. Shout out to the chat as well as everyone is showing love. from Tom, great show anyway. Ivan, awesome show tonight. Sis. Uh, circle debate awesome show tonight much love thank you everyone for tuning into the chat thank you so much for listening and until next time guys peace you're listening to the russell bread podcast With one